0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now here's Mary Stirk.
1: Money guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're going to be talking about investing during a steep market decline. I realize right now that for people listening, this can be a very unsettling time. This is a time where market volatility and the velocity of it or the speed of it happening is really unprecedented. And we're hearing that word unprecedented a lot thrown around lately in the news. So The things that I wanna talk about today are, are things to help you understand how markets work, understand what not to do, and also give you some things to help you manage your emotions during this time. And part of the reason I think that that's so important is because it has been studied and we find that emotional mistakes that people make during market declines can really cost them a tremendous amount of potential return over where whenever the recovery comes. So I want to talk about those things. But first I want to talk about understanding what's happening right now right now we are in what i would consider to be a black swan event and a black swan event is an unpredictable event that's beyond what is normally expected of a situation and it has potentially severe consequences black swan events are characterized by their extreme rarity they don't happen very often their severe impact they definitely create some ruckus in the world And the widespread insistence that they were obvious in hindsight. So we haven't gotten to that point yet, but I'm already starting to hear rumblings of, well, how could we not have known if we saw what was happening in China that this was going to happen here? So that is a critical piece of what's defined as a black swan event. Now, unpredictable, yes. Who could have predicted that there was going to be a global health crisis that would then drive a market downturn? That is not something that anybody really could have seen coming. What we also find to be very unusual about it is how fast that it's happened. So this is the fastest decline that the market has seen ever, And when we think about that, that can be something that's very scary. It can make it feel like all of the known rules about investing in down markets, we should throw them out the window. But the reality is that that's not true. So let's talk a little bit about bear markets for a minute. So some of these statistics I've pulled from information from Hartford. But what I want to say is this. A bear market is defined as a market that is down more than 20% and stays down that far for at least two months. So one thing I can say is although we're in bear territory, this is not an official bear market yet because we haven't been at this level for long enough. Now, may we get there? We certainly may. I don't know. I can't predict the future. But I can say that that is the technical definition of a bear market. And the other thing that's important to know about this is that bear markets are actually normal. Now, a global health crisis is not normal, but bear markets actually are normal. There have actually been 25 bear markets in the S&P 500 index since 1928. Now, there's been 26 bull markets, too and over time, stocks have risen over the long term. So although we have bear markets and pullbacks, the resulting recovery from that has moved things forward to where people have made money in the bull markets, more so than what they've lost in the bear markets. A bear market tends to be short-lived. The average length of a bear market is about 299 days, which is actually about 10 months. That is significantly shorter than the average length of a bull market, which is usually close to three years. Now, how often do we have bear markets? Well, typically they've happened about every 3.6 years, but we've been in a very unusual market where we've seen a long extended bull market that has lasted for over a decade. So it was probably about time for a bear to come a-knockin', but what is unusual about this one as i said earlier is the speed at which it's happened because of all of the things connected to our current global health pandemic now here's the thing that's very interesting about it when you have a bear market it is something that is painful but if you react in appropriate ways, it's something that you can ride out over time. So bear markets are scary, and the biggest mistake that investors make is pulling their money out of the market during the bear because they are afraid that things are going to dive deeper and they're trying to protect against that. So we're going to talk about how not to make that mistake in a few minutes. But I want to talk about a couple other bear markets that have happened just to kind of put some perspective in mind for you. So the first one I want to talk about is the financial crisis that we had in our United States between 2007 and 2009. It really went from October 9th at its trough so that would be where the bottom of it was and then to march 9th of 2009 we had the bounce happen march 9th And the bounce that happened March 9th through April 9th was significant. We had a 26.56% bounce in the Russell 3000 index that happened over one month following the financial crisis. So here's the thing. If you were not in the market during that month, you missed that recovery that happened during that month. And that's a really critical part of that. Now, 12 months later, from March 9th of 2009 to March 9th of 2010, the Russell 3000 was actually up 74.3%. So 2008, 2009 financial crisis, I hear clients tell me all the time, boy, I don't want to go through another one of them. And I remember that. That was really hard. That was a deep bear market that happened at that point in time. However, What I want you to hear me saying is, as bad as that was and as bad as that felt, one year from the point of the starting of the recovery, the Russell 3000 was up 74.3%. That is a massive upside. And that is why it's important to stay invested throughout bear markets and not pull your money out unless you actually need to spend it right now. So again, we're gonna dig into that here in a little bit. The next financial crisis that I want to tell you about is the dot-com bubble, and some of you are going to remember that very clearly, too. The dot-com bubble ran from March 24th of 2000 to October 9th of 2002. So the very bottom of the market, it was down 47.4% and then we started to see recovery and one month from the bottom point of that down market The Russell 3000 was up 12%, 12 12.11%. And 12 months later, following the dot-com bubble crash, then we were up 35.45% in the Russell 3000. So again, we can look at the last two major downturns that the market has had in the last 20 years. We can pinpoint what happened, which is significant downturn. And we can look at how long it took to get to full recovery, which is anywhere between one to two years. Now, that does mean that in order to participate in the recovery, you have to be in the market. That's a very important part of this.
0: Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named the 2020 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors List for the third year running.
1: Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about investing during a steep market decline. So we've talked about Where the market is, we have talked about how the last two major bear markets have looked in the last 20 years and what a black swan event is. And now I want to talk a little bit about what is typical investor behavior that is not what you want to do right now. So there are some common mistakes that investors make when we have steep investment declines or market declines like we have right now. And they generally all take some type of form of market timing. And so even though you might not realize that what you're doing or thinking is market timing, frequently it is. So here's an example of market timing that I'm hearing from quite a few people right now. It sounds very logical, it sounds like it makes sense, but it is in fact market timing. And here's the argument, the argument is this, Well, I think I want to pull my money out of stocks right now so that I don't go down further and I'll put it back in when we get to the bottom. That is actually picture perfect market timing. Number one, we don't know where the bottom is going to be. Number two, we could have already reached the bottom and we don't know if that has happened or not the bottom can only be seen in hindsight after we have had recovery. So while it sounds very logical and you think that it makes sense to protect yourself against further loss, what market timing really does is it prevents you from participating in the recovery when the recovery happens. So I wanna talk a little bit about market timing and I'm gonna give you some examples of $10,000 uh, $10,000 invested in the S&P 500 from 1231 2004 to 1231 2019. Okay, $10,000 in. If a person would have just stayed fully invested, which would have gone through the financial crisis in 07 through 09, and they would have had a 9% annualized total return, we would see a market value of over $36,000. So $36,418 would be the value of that initial 10. Now, if you would have gone to cash and only missed the 10 best days in the recovery during that entire 15-year period, instead of having $36,000 of value, your value would have dropped to $18,358. And if you would have missed the 20 best days in the recovery, you would only have $11,908. So you can see how missing a few days here and there can have a dramatic impact on your portfolio value. And that's the lesson here that I want to impart is market timing, meaning taking your money out of the market and thinking you're gonna make a good decision about when to go back in. Market timing does not work because we are going to miss the best days. We cannot judge the days that are going to be recovery. Sometimes it's going to be recovery based on hard data. Sometimes it's going to be days of recovery based on nothing but hope that something is likely to happen that's good. And because we can't judge when that's going to happen and we can't predict it, then that's why market timing absolutely just doesn't work. So When I'm talking to investors, this idea of just getting out now and going back in after we hit the bottom, it seems very logical, it seems very sophisticated, it seems like it's a very good idea, but the reality is that it's not your best plan. Now, there are some caveats to that, and the caveats have to do with what your usage of money is. And we're going to talk about that in just in just a minute. But here's the other thing that I want to tell you is that when it comes to market timing, the second most common mistake that people make is what I call capitulation. So what happens is that savvy investors know, that the best thing to do is to ride out the bumps when we have a down market and simply wait for the recovery. Savvy investors know that the best long-term strategy is to just stay invested. But there comes a point in time where even savvy investors can get overcome with fear and they throw up their hands and they say, I just can't take any more of this. I, I just have to get out now. I, I'll get back in. I know I'll get back in at the right time. I just got to get out now. I can't take any more of this loss. And what that is called is capitulation. And capitulation can happen to even the smartest and the savviest of investors. Capitulation feeds on fear. It feeds on headlines that say the sky is falling. It feeds on media saying that there's just no possible way of recovery and this is going to be the worst recession, maybe even a depression. That is what capitulation feeds on. If you are finding yourself in the throes of capitulation, if you're ready to throw your hands up and say, I just can't take this anymore, that should be your first clue that you need to get some guidance. You need to talk to a financial advisor who can counsel you through the emotional response that you're having and help you make sure that the money that you do have is aligned with its purpose and its timeline for you to be using it. So what do I mean by that? what I mean is that your money is not all likely to be spent tomorrow. For most people that have money in the market, especially if there's a larger exposure to the market, that money is something that they hadn't intended to use for five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years from now. And if that's the case, then following history, which of course We never know, you know, history is not a predictor of the future, but if we study past bear markets, we do know how long they've lasted on average. If your money is not something that you need in the next two to five years, it's highly likely that your best plan is to just stay invested. And even though it feels uncomfortable, even though that doesn't feel good right now and it feels scary... Long-term investment strategies have not changed simply because we're in a down market. So how should you be thinking about your money right now? You should be thinking about your investments based on and aligned with when you are likely to actually spend that money. Now, if you've listened to this show for a while, you've heard me talk many times about the concept called a bucket plan. And a bucket plan has three different and distinct buckets. It has a now bucket, which is money that you're likely to spend in the next 12 months. It has a soon bucket, which is money that you're likely to spend in the next 10 years. And it has a later bucket, which is money that is not intended to be spent for more than 10 years. Now, For most people, especially if you've worked with us and have a bucket plan, that later bucket is where the majority of your market risk is concentrated. That later bucket, money that doesn't need to be touched for 10 years or more, is where the market exposure generally is sitting. That's a more long-term growth focus uh, in terms of risk on those accounts. And if that's the case, then let's think about that. If this bear market follows anything like the averages, then in about a year and a half, we would see signs of recovery. Now, could it come sooner? Absolutely. Because this is health-related, not overall economic-related, then there could be recovery that happens much faster. It's hard to say. We simply can't predict that. But let's just say that it follows the typical bear market pattern. If we're in a down market and we stay here for... 10 months, a year and a half, however long it is, if you didn't need that money for 10 years, why would you need to make a change with it now? So your money has to stay aligned with the time frame that you need to use it. Now your soon bucket, that money that you're going to spend in the next 10 years, that would be invested in something that's more conservative anyway. Now, what's interesting about this market is that some of the bonds have actually lost a little bit of value, along with the stocks losing a lot of value. So even the more conservative portfolios are down right now. Many of them are. However, they're not down like the overall market is down. They might be down a few percentages. And that's what conservative portfolios are designed to do. They're designed to hedge against the risk of significant loss. So money that you're gonna be using in the next 10 years, hopefully that was already positioned that way. But if it wasn't, this is not the time right now to rebalance it to more conservative if you're going to use it in the next 10 years. Right now what makes sense to do is to only be looking at the money that you're likely to use in the next two to three years and make sure you're shoring up some uh, stability inside of that. Now, that might mean that you are looking at your spending, that might mean you're looking at your budgeting, but it does not make sense to reposition anything to more conservative if you're not likely to use that money in the more short term. Now, again, your money, your best plan is to align your money with the time frame that you're going to use it. Now, you could have already made a mistake, and I get that. You could have already had money that you plan to use next year in something that was significantly exposed to the market. And if that's the case, you do need to have a one-on-one conversation with an advisor to figure out what your strategy should be. And I fully recognize that everybody's investment strategy is unique, And we can't give blanket advice when we're doing these kind of shows. But what I can say is that long-term investment strategies have not changed and do not change in the midst of a down market. What holds true through down markets is that if you don't need the money soon, then your best strategy is to buckle up, ride the bumpy ride as uncomfortable as it may be, And you'll come out of this on the other side, most likely in a much better place. Now I recognize, like I said, that that ride can be bumpy. And I recognize that it can be uncomfortable. And if you actually are a more aggressive type of person... There's actually a lot of opportunity in the market right now. We're going to talk about that next week on our show is where the opportunities lie in the markets right now. But when we have a strong down market, there is a lot of opportunity for people that have the stomach to look for it. And if that's you, if you want to know where the opportunities are, then don't hesitate to reach out and talk to one of our advisors because we can help look at your personal situation and help you figure out where the opportunity lies in the best way for you personally. All right. So we've talked about the current market decline. We've talked about investing during this time. We've talked about aligning your money with its purpose and with the time frame that you're going to spend it. And we've talked about how to avoid making poor emotional decisions that overall end up being some form of market timing. So I hope this has been valuable to those of you listening out there who are unsettled and feeling uncomfortable in this current market environment. And uh, if you or somebody that you know is freaking out in this time and really needs just some individual counseling and coaching, feel free to reach out to us. That's what we're here for. Uh, This is something that we have been through down markets before and we can help counsel people who are nervous or unsettled within these current times. So we hope this has been valuable for you when you're investing yourself throughout this deep market decline. And thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results no strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC.